It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Now Madison was working super hard on a makeup tutorial show. She was teaching smoky eyes to folks out there who really wanted to know when some freaky Only understood by nerds Zapped her into old radio shows The kind you might never have heard Now she should probably be trying to get out But Madison, she's having fun Living an old-time radio life Our explanation is done Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue Unfold against a backdrop of antiquities. Tonight's story Strangers 3. I'm always suspicious of a person, even in Cairo, who wants to play hide and seek, especially when she's a total stranger. Well, this girl in heels high enough to give her vertigo had been shadowing me for too long. So finally, around 10 o'clock, I left the cafe tambourine, figuring that my shadow and I would finally be properly introduced. But before the night was over, I'd meet a lot of people, living and dead. I made a dry run down the Boulevard Almagar, and sure enough, the stranger was still following me. I headed south away from the crowds. She was right behind me like the back hump on a camel. I picked a nice dark alley for our meeting and faded into a doorway. I didn't have to wait long. As she came by, I grabbed for her. Dude, cut it out! Who are you? What do you want? Seriously, if you don't take your hands off me, you're gonna be crying pepper spray. You've been tailing me all day. Why? You noticed me, huh? I thought I was doing a good job of blending in. In Cairo? How many Muslim women do you see around here wearing a French bikini? This isn't a bikini. It's a halter top and shorts because it's freaking hot here, okay? The Egyptian desert makes Palm Springs feel like a ski resort. All right, from the top of the page, lady, and start with your name. Madison Standish. I'm delighted. Now, just what do you want? Well, I heard you were friends with Angus Morgan. Angus Morgan? You guys were partners or something in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Well, what about it? I've been following him for the last month, which was a lot easier in college when I could cyberstalk. So stick to him. Why trail me? I lost him. But he's supposed to be here in Cairo. So since you knew him, I thought following you would lead me to him. You really shouldn't eat at that restaurant in the corner, by the way. Their kitchen is tote, Scudsy. I could barely see through the kitchen window when I was stalking you. You want to stay with that story or try another one? Nah, I'm good with this one. You sure? Because Angus Morgan's been dead for three months. Not dead. All right, let's say I buy your story for the moment. Why is Angus's address worth it to you? Okay, fine. Here's the thing. We were kind of... seeing each other. I mean, I never thought I'd be interested in any guys from these old-timey radio shows. But have you heard his Scottish accent? 
He sounds like James McAvoy. Ah, jilted lover trying to get your pound of flesh. Ew, what? No. He took off and stole my iPhone. And seeing as how there aren't any Apple stores in the 1940s, I gotta get it back. I suppose you're willing to pay for the information? You take plastic. All right, then. Come on. I should have known Angus was going to be trouble when I caught him going through my purse. But once I had a boyfriend who did that, and it turned out he just wanted to try my lipstick, he and his husband are very happy now. It was true. Angus Morgan and I had once been partners in Istanbul. Only Madison had made one mistake. Angus and I were not friends. You weren't? Uh, I'm doing my monologue. You're not supposed to be hearing this. I'm standing right next to you. I'm trying to transition the action between scenes. Go ahead. So you weren't friends with Angus? No. Angus had double-crossed me and ran out owing me $15,000. Did you fall for the cute way he rolls his R's? No, I was taken in by his thick red hair. Oh, I know, right? Like Jamie and Outlander. If Angus was alive, only one thing interested me. My 15 grand. I made Angus call me Sasnik. And if Angus was in Cairo, he was here for one reason. A reason named Sabina. Sabina? Who the hell is Sabina? Well, she wasn't too much to look at now, but at one time she was the toast of Istanbul. Well, whoop-dee-doo for her. Was she head cheerleader all four years in high school, even beating out the senior girls her freshman year? I wouldn't know. These days, she ran a Turkish bath on El Mozaffar. It was late, but her office door was open and the signs had come in. So we did. I can't believe it. Uh, when can I see him? He is waiting at the Sherun Sanatorium. Is that the skank? Hello, Sabina. Are we interrupting something? Rocky Jordan. We meet again, Sabina. Like old times. Like really old times, by the look of her face. Who is this Rocky? Does she wish to lose weight? Did you just call me fat? Hang on, Madison. I swear I will mess you up, bitch! That's her business. That's what they do at a Turkish bath. Rocky, I... Madison, knock it off or I'm putting you on a one-way camel to the desert. No girl talks to me like that without requiring reconstructive surgery. All right, she's been warned. Can you let me handle this now? Call me fat. Sabina, I'd like a word in private with you. As soon as you're done with this gentleman here. I am in no hurry, Sabina. Suppose you go ahead and see what Mr. Jordan and this uh, lady wants. I will wait for you. Why, that's very kind of you, Mr. Turdo. Yeah, thanks. We'll only be a minute. Yes, Rocky. Maybe you should take advantage of your own services, Sabina, because you've got some junk in the trunk. Rocky, who is this person? Madison Standish, the competition. Sabina, who's that overgrown Frenchman? Oh, Mr. Turdo was just arranging for me to give someone a message at the sanitarium. With a happy ending? Please, Rocky, what do you want? What do you hear from Angus Morgan? <gasps> Angus, what are you talking about? You know he's... Alive. What kind of a cruel joke is this? There appears to be some truth in it, Sabina. Rocky, I know how much you hated Angus when he double-crossed you. Can't you let the past sleep? Your past is sleeping with me. Get out of here. 
Sure, Sabina. Come on, Madison. That's right! Angus is with me now! Get out! Well, now I know firsthand what it looks like when a hyena fights for a carcass. What, that? That was nothing. I didn't even set anything on fire. Well, if Sabina was putting on an act, she wasn't doing a good job of it. Sabina, the middle-aged bitch. Why are you still interested in Angus? I thought he stole from you and then skipped out. I need to know he liked me better than his ex. As a woman, my self-esteem is unhealthily wrapped up in how men view me. I'm in therapy. Shut up. In any case, I knew my visit with Sabina was a sure way of making Angus show his hand, if he was around. So Madison and I went back to my cafe tambourine to regroup. Yep, here it is. The Cairo Gazette, dated three months ago. Angus Morgan killed in mysterious explosion, salvaging operation off the coast of Adelar. Sure sounds dead, all right. Well, check the facts with Snopes. I was just with the guy like a month ago. And he was definitely alive and kicking. You're about as modest as a pharaoh's palace. Excuse me. Hello? Hello? Is this Mr. Jordan? Yeah? Who is it? Quiet. Good. I want to speak to you, Mr. Jordan. It is very important. Who is this? Who is it? I don't know. I just asked him that. Oh, yeah. We have never met. My name is Svensson. Svensson? Svensson? Jan Svensson. What can I do for you, Mr. Svensson? Who's Mr. Svensson? Do you want to take this call? Mr. Jordan, I saw you talking to a woman named Madison. Uh, he knows you. Me? I don't know any guy who sounds like the Swedish chef. I don't know what she offered to pay for information leading to Angus Morgan, but I guarantee you I will double her price. He wants to double your price for Angus. Go for it. I don't actually have any money. Mr. Jordan, are you still there? I didn't know a dead man was worth so much. Not Not dead. dead. Yeah, I... I got that impression. I am staying at the Hotel Malla, room 6. You come right away. Looks like we're headed over to the Hotel Mala to meet up with the Jan Svensson. You want to tell me who this guy is? I don't know. Probably somebody Angus knew in Istanbul, not Constantinople. <sighs> the city is just called Istanbul. Why do you keep adding not Constantinople? The name was changed to Istanbul years ago. Oh, is that what they meant? I never really paid attention to the whole song. But the chorus is super catchy. Now it looked like Madison wasn't the only one who'd been following me. Add one Jan Svensson. I figured it was worth the trip to see him. If my 15 grand was around, I wanted to be sure of it. How is going to see a Swedish dude going to help us find Angus? What was that you said about not having any money? So how far to the hotel? Madison and I arrived at the Hotel Mala in about five minutes. Room six was on the first floor. There was a light on inside the room and I knocked. Nothing. No answer. Door's locked. I can see that. I called the... It's locked already. Will you cut that out? I called the hotel manager and we all went in. Oh, what has happened? That bed does not belong in the center of the room. And the dresser, it's upside down. Yeah, looks like somebody went through here with a bulldozer. Svensson in a punk band or something? But Mr. Svensson's clothes are still here. I see the dude was a fan of plaid. Oh, what are these? Heavy rubber gloves. Like a deep sea diver's, maybe. Nice and new. Oh, this is terrible. We must call the police. Yeah, you do that. 
deep-sea diver gloves. These ring a bell with you, Madison? No. I hate boats. Ever since the disaster of my senior year cruise. What happened? Did it sink? Worse. My date, Tommy Berger, hooked up with my best friend Jill in the stateroom I paid for. I spent the whole cruise scarfing down shrimp cocktails and then puking them back up when we hit rough waters. You do have bad luck with men. I like to think of myself as having an open heart. Among other things. You can try and slut-shame me, but it's my body, my choice. Sometimes it's a bad choice, but it's still my choice. We left the hotel with more questions than answers. No sooner had we stepped outside when I felt something tugging at my coattail. It was a small native boy. He handed me a white envelope and dodged away into the crowd. I opened the letter. It read, Mr. Jordan, before you see Angus, see me. I will meet your price. Signed, Captain Moray. Address, 62 Omar Lane. I suppose we're going to go see that dude now. You're welcome to find Angus on your own. I just need my phone back. The other day, I tried to read an article in a newspaper, but when I clicked Continued Next Page, the link was broken. With no other leads, Madison and I got a taxi to 62 Omar Lane. It had all the earmarks of a sedate rooming house. The skinniest woman I've ever seen opened the door. I'm Mrs. Phipps. May I help you? Yes, I'm Rocky Jordan. Shh. You'll have to keep your voice down. My guests have been asleep for hours. Not exactly a party house. Sorry, Captain Moray's expecting me. Captain Moray? You don't say so. We have to see him. Shh, please. You're like the house mother from my sorority. I did not move out of my parents' place to be told to be quiet after 9 p.m. Look, Mrs. Phipps, I've got to see him tonight. I am so angry I could scream. It couldn't have been ten minutes ago he skipped out of here, bag and baggage out of the window, if you please. And not paying me one cent for his board and room. Douche nozzle. Precisely. Did he take his clothes with him? Yes. Everything except these awful rubber boots. Here, you can have them. Sea boots! Shh! Keep your voice down. What, is it finals week? You better give those boots to the police. Oh, the police will be here. I've already called them. Now what are we going to do? Shh! I swear, woman, shush me again, and you're going to find your underwear frozen in a block of ice in the basement freezer. Good night to you both. She just slammed the door. Did you hear that? She's all, be quiet, and then slams the door. I'd like to slam the door on this whole affair. Come on, there's a phone booth. I gotta check in with my bartender, Chris, at the tambourine. So why would two guys say they want to meet with you and then not be there when you got there? Your guess is as good as mine. Our best bet now is hoping our visit with Sabina pays off. And then it did. The shots were wild and there were holes in the wall all around us. He's actually shooting at us! Get down! I dropped to the ground, pulling Madison down with me. We rolled up into a dark corner. The guy with the gun must have thought he got us because he took off down a side street. He was big, but he ran like a scared gazelle. I was up and after him, but when I got to the corner, he was out of sight. I let him go. <sighs> the last time I was shot at like that was by a bunch of hunters. 
They really need to put up better signs for the shooting range at the Bass Pro Shop. Well, that gives us our answer. The seed I had planted with Sabina has finally blossomed. Into gunfire? Back in Sabina's office, the fellow named Tourdeau mentioned the Sharon Sanitarium, and Sabina hadn't covered it too well. So? What does that have to do with us being shot at? Tourdeau was the guy shooting at us. The French dude? Wow, they really don't like Americans. Would it help if I told him I watched Amelie, like, five times? So the next day, Madison and I paid the Sharon Sanitarium a visit. On the third floor, we had paid her. I swung the door open, and there, propped up in bed playing chess with Philip Tourdeau, was Angus Morgan. Rocky! Angus! Madison! And the Frenchman is Philip. Now that we got the names squared away... I, I shot the dare! Relax, I got it. How did you find me? I once tracked down a guy who left town and moved across the country. I found him even after he changed his name and appearance. Criminy, What had he done? I don't know, but something worth being put into witness protection. Madison, my, my Sassanach, how are you? OMG, Angus, I've missed you so much. Did you miss me? Uh, of course. Oh, I'm so glad. Now where's my phone? That is close enough. Don't stand between me and my phone. It will not be pretty. Angus, is this frog your finger man? Finger man? That sounds kinky. Ah, uh, no, Rocky. He's me bodyguard. Uh, let me introduce you to... We've already met. Twice. Twice, Mr. Jordan. Once at Sabina's and once at a phone booth. You're a bum shot, Tordeau. I am afraid you are mistaken. Madison, I'm so, uh, surprised to see you. I didn't know you and Rocky were acquainted. Oh, we've gotten to be great pals, thanks to you. Okay, Angus, I'm going to say this one more time, and then I'm going to go so batshit crazy that you're going to need half a dozen orderlies in here to restrain me. You got it? Uh, yes. Good. Where is my phone! Oh, is that what this is all about? Uh, you'll find your contraption over there on the nurse's cart. Oh, my phone! My sweet, sweet phone! Come on, let's plug you in and charge you. You like to be charged, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, if that's all you've been needing, suppose you believe in me to me convalescence. Not so fast, Angus. Besides Madison here, I got two other orders for your whereabouts that'll pay me a prettier penny than I've seen in quite a while. Two others? Count them. Jan Svensson and Captain Moray. <coughs> no, no. <coughs> they are... <laughs> You're having a relapse, Angus? Maybe I'd better call a nurse. Give him a minute. Let him choke. Stop it, Rocky. <coughs> you, you, you say they're alive. Breathing, too. Right down your thick neck. Uh, they know where I am? Not yet. But they're each offering me a few thousand for that information. A few thousand? I almost paid that much to go backstage at a One Direction concert. Until my mom cut up my credit card. Ah, youth. I'm beginning to see what you mean, Rocky. Seems there was a debt. I'll refresh your memory. Fifteen thousand dollars. Rocky, I'll pay ye every cent if ye promise to leave immediately and forget you've been here. As far as I'm concerned, Angus, you're resting where you so justly deserve. Got it with you? Aye, absolutely. What about me? I want hush money, too. Philip, this is private, so I'll leave the room. But, Angus, you are sure... I can trust them. You can get me some cigars while you're out. Uh, go on. Very well. I will be back shortly. Dr. Blair, Dr. Blair. 
So how much do I get to keep quiet? Bearing in mind, you took my phone, abandoned me in Istanbul, and made me try that thing with your bagpipes. So how about it, Angus? Hand me that valise on the lower shelf of the cart there, will you? Sure. Well, it feels loaded. I'll still have a little left. Here, you can each have $15,000. Count it if you like. Don't worry. I'll be back if it's not all here. Well, I'm counting it. One hundred. You're paid. Just keep your promise and get out. Sure, I know when I'm not wanted. Just one more thing. I Tell Tordeaux to stop using me for a clay pigeon, or I'll have your friends up here next. I can assure you, Rocky. You'll never hear from me again. Come on, Madison. Let's get out of here. Ten hundred. Ah, you made me lose count. One hundred. Just come on. Three hundred. Angus put his valise back where it was, and we got out. We walked slowly down the stairs because Madison insisted on counting her payout. I wondered what I should do if I heard from Captain Moray or the Swede again. Well, I had my dough and I'd promised Angus to keep my mouth shut, so that was going to be the way it was going to be. We just about reached the main floor when all bedlam broke loose. (coughs) It was coming from the third floor. I raced back up the steps two at a time, leaving Madison in my wake. Down the hall, a crowd was gathering in front of Angus Morgan's room. I saw Philip Tordeaux come around the corner and we reached the room together. We pushed through the crowd and into the room, and there was Sabina. Angus! Angus! Sabina, what is it? Pull yourself together, Sabina. What's happened? I walked into the room and there he was. (sighs) What is it? What? There's no doubt about it this time. Angus is dead. Stabbed to death. Ooh, not gonna look good on your bodyguard resume. From there on, things moved fast. Sam Sabaya, the captain of the Cairo police, took over. A very thorough man, he rounded up everyone connected to the case. Down at headquarters, I was kept cooling my heels while Sam talked to Sabina and Tourdeau. I'd lost track of Madison and the commotion, but having fulfilled my end of our agreement, I figured it was all right if we parted ways. Finally, Sam called me in. Well, Jolan, I'm afraid you have a great deal to explain. By this time, Sam, I'd thought you'd have the murder solved. Jordan, this time, let's get to the point. What is it? I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Rocky? You better answer that, Sam. Miss Standish? There you are, Rocky. Miss Standish, as I have just stated, I am conducting an interrogation. I will get to you as soon as we are done here. I've been in that waiting room for hours with odors that would make a Detroit bus depot gag. Please do not sit. You are not supposed to be in here. Trust me, Sam. Trying to get rid of her is like trying to find a camel that doesn't spit. We gotta talk now. Because when Rocky and I left Angus's room, and he was alive when we left, by the way... I forgot my phone charging in there, and your cops bagged it up as evidence. I need my phone back. We can discuss this when I am through with Mr. Jordan. I bet Sabina told you Rocky was majorly PO'd at Angus Morgan. That is correct. And the French dude said that Rocky had threatened Angus? Indeed. But Rocky and I were down in the lobby when Angus was killed. So we have nothing to do with this, and I want my phone back. All right. If you have all the answers, suppose you tell me what happened to Angus Morgan's valise containing $300,000. $300,000? It is missing. I believe 15000 of it is in your pocket, Jordan. And if I peruse your purse, I will find the same sum with you, Miss Standish? Trudeau did talk, didn't he? I hate that French dude. Perhaps you will both hand over the money to me. Oh, come on, Sam. That's my dough. And what about my phone? 
moon. Right now, they are Exhibit A and Exhibit B. Now, where is the rest of the money, Jordan? How should I know? Now, wait, Sam. You don't think that... Madison, tell him. Actually, when we heard the screams, you got back to the room before I did. You had plenty of time to stash the money somewhere. Thanks a lot. Would you like to tell me everything now, Jordan? I was sure as anybody else that Angus Morgan was dead. Not dead. Yes, we all know that now. Madison here said he was alive and in Cairo, and then I heard from two other people on the subject. What people? Jan Svensson and Captain Moray, but they both skipped out. You better look them up, Sam. Getting back to Angus Morgan, how did you find him? Philip Trudeau let his whereabouts out of the bag when we went to see Sabina. Oh, by the way, an hour later somebody tried to kill us. I think it was Trudeau. But about that 15 grand, Angus owed it to me. Yeah, and Angus stole my phone and the battery drained, so I was trying to recharge it in his room, and then I got distracted and... I will do my best to find these men that you speak of, Jordan, but the facts remain incriminating. We will hold an inquest tomorrow. I will notify you of the time. Okay, Sam, we'll play it your way. Come on, Madison. Trust me, I want nothing more than for you to get your phone back so we can finally part ways for good. You mean you're not going to show me the pyramids after all this? We went out into the street, and when the air hit me, I knew I'd been sweating. You just realized it? A swim team could hold a meat on your back. Thank you. If we were all released, that meant Sam was playing cat and mouse with us. And thanks to Madison, everything pointed in my direction. Hey, the last time I lied to a cop, my sister got strip-searched at Macy's. I had to give her half the jewelry I stole just so she wouldn't tell her parents. I had to act quickly while I still had a few hours of freedom to clear my name before the inquest. And my first stop was Sabina. I bet she killed Angus. Clearly, she's jealous of me and couldn't take the rejection. I made a strong suggestion to Madison that she stay outside while I spoke with Sabina. Thankfully, her desire to get her beloved phone back outweighed her need for another catfight. Whatever. When I reached Sabina's Turkish bath, she was already there. Rocks, what are you doing here? I've got to talk to you. Haven't you caused enough trouble? Leave me alone. Uh, Rocky? You again. I thought you were going to wait for me outside. I gotta use the bathroom. No. What? What, what is it? Uh, she needs to use your, uh, your powder room. Uh... Third door on the left. Thanks. A nice place you got here. <laughs> okay, Sabina, tell it to me straight. Who's Jan Svensson and Captain Moray? Why don't... Why don't... I said the third door on the left. Got it. Thanks. Why don't you ask Philip Turdo? He's staying in an apartment over the open-air market on Alfaran Street. Thanks. I got a good hunch who killed your boyfriend, Sabina. Who did it, Rocky? That's what I gotta find out, Sabina. Or I may be next. (sighs) Do you, uh... Do you mind if I use it, too? Go ahead. Third door on the left. Madison and I went to the open-air market on Alpharon Street. Philip Tordo's room was on the second floor. I knocked. Jordan? Madison? We're coming in, Trudeau. Yes, yes, of course. Nice place. Was Skid Row too glitzy for you? I'd start leveling with us, Trudeau. You tried to kill us last night, didn't you? What'd I ever do to you? It wasn't your car I borrowed and then used as a trade-in at the Honda dealership. I wasn't trying to kill either of you, Rocky. 
I shot Wilde purposely. I was Angus Morgan's bodyguard, not his fingerman. What is a fingerman? Because I might want one. Okay, Tordo. Try these for size. Jan Svensson and Captain Moray. <sighs> Angus and Svensson hired Captain Moray's boat. They had salvaged an army payroll from an American freighter that had been sunk during the war. Off the coast of Adelar? Indeed. The three of them were supposed to split the money. Yeah, right. The only thing Angus ever splits is the check. After they had hauled up 300,000 of the money, Angus sneaked off the boat, leaving a time bomb behind. Everyone was reported missing at sea, including Angus. That is when Angus went into hiding in Istanbul. That's why I had to call him Bob in public. That didn't come across as a bit fishy to you? I thought it was a Scottish thing. Like how they call everything Bonnie? Who's Bonnie? When Angus decided to return to Cairo, that is when I came into his employ. He was worried he was being followed. By Svensson and Moray. Clearly, his concerns were warranted. I know they will kill me if they think I took the 300,000. Well, did you? I did not. Did you take it, Rocky? I took the money Angus owed me, fair and square. And the money he gave me? I see as compensation for emotional distress caused from being separated from my phone. Then who could have taken the money? Wait just a minute. Of course, it was Captain Moray. Captain Moray? That's a bit out of left field, don't you think? My money's on Sabina. I am curious, Rocky. Why would you say Captain Moray? I'm sure I saw him at the sanitarium. How do you even know what he looks like? We never met him. How about it, Tordo? I want to get the guy who killed Angus Morgan to clear myself. And I'm sure you want to know who killed your boss. We can get him together. What is your plan? Meet us at the corner of Ali Basha and Morad, right by the old tower. Why there? I think I know his hideout. You'll be there in 30 minutes. Very well, Rocky. I will be there. Captain Moray? This plot is getting harder to follow than the Marvel Universe. Madison and I left Turdeau. I waited until we turned the corner, and then I got to a payphone and called Sam Sabaya. Captain Moray, though? We're seriously introducing a murderer in the third act that no one listening would have suspected because he hasn't even appeared in the episode? What CBS police procedural did you get this writer from? Could you give me the benefit of the doubt for half a minute? It wasn't long till Sam's sleepy voice came on the phone. Sabaya speaking. Listen, Sam, I think I've got your man. What is this? Captain Moray. For the record, Madison doesn't think it's Captain Moray. Is that Miss Standish? What did she say, Jordan? She said she'd like you to keep that phone of hers as a gift. What? Sure, Sam. She thinks it's fair compensation for the way she's been behaving. No, not my phone. Please, anything. I'll do anything. You gonna let me handle this? <laughs> you know, the more I think about it, I do remember seeing Captain Moray. Uh, peg leg, patch over his eye, says yo-ho-ho -ho a lot. Jordan, go home and go to bed. If you'll be at Ali Bashan and Murad in half an hour, I'll produce Captain Moray. Look, I'm glad you called, though. The inquest will be tomorrow at 11. Will you be there, or should I send an escort? Sam, I told you where to be. Now don't let me down. Good night, Jordan. Listen, Sam. Sam! He's not coming. No. We'll have to go it alone. So what does this Captain Moray look like anyway? Does he look like Captain Sparrow? I got a total lady chubby for Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. 
Madison and I walked the whole way to our rendezvous spot through the twisting narrow streets that led to the old tower, a familiar dismal landmark in the lower quarter of Cairo. No one was there. It was dark and quiet. I leaned against the wall and waited. Did you see that? I think I saw someone. The shadows play tricks sometimes. Okay, but you heard that, right? Yes. Before I could finish, that rustling sound resolved into a figure. Madison called out. Dude, Rocky, look out! I felt it coming, but I was too late. Pain stabbed my right shoulder. I tried to move, but the knife had me pinned to the wall. Through a blinding fight to keep my senses, I heard a confusion of sounds. How about some pepper spray, douche-nozzle? Oh, my eyes! A pistol shot blazed across my face. He went that way! And everything mixed into a whirlpool of shouts and footsteps that went spinning off into nothing with Rocky Jordan right in the middle. The last thing I heard was Madison's reassuring voice. Ew, that is so nasty. I'm not touching that. I don't care if he dies. I don't even know him that well. When I opened my eyes, the darkness of night under the old tower had changed to all white. White walls, white sheets, white bedshirt. The sun was coming in the west window and, seated beside my bed, looking me over like a hound looks over a fresh bone, was Madison Standish. Dude, he's awake! Madison? Whew, and needs to brush his teeth. Well, Jordan, you missed the inquest. Oh, you're breaking my heart, Sam. Where am I? The sanitarium, which apparently is a hospital. I thought it meant insane asylum. I mean, they had Angus here, so that tracked. Sam... You brought me here. We thought you might feel right at home. Well, I'm not. What happened? Only a knife wound. Only a knife wound? Oh, it was so beyond grotesque. The knife was sticking out of your shoulder like a handlebar on a bike, and every time you flexed, it moved by itself, and there was blood gushing everywhere, and... Thank you, Miss Standish. Jordan can at least be reassured he was more fortunate than Angus Morgan. Oh, totes. Rocky, you're blessed. Uh, yeah... Then all that shooting was the police? Sam, I thought you weren't coming to the party last night. Oh, Jordan, you wrong me. Tell him about the French dude. Um, yes. We have arrested Philip Tordo for the last night's escapade. He's now in Cairo jail. A little worse for the wear. Okay. Now, Sam, when do I get my 15 grand back? Remember? Exhibit A? Jordan, you promised to lead me to Captain Moray. Where is he? In jail. Captain Moray, Jan Svensson, and Philip Tordo are all the same man. What? Well then, it's no wonder we couldn't find the other two. When did you notice? I should have known from the beginning. You may remember, Sam, I spent time in Paris during the war. I know a true French accent when I hear it, and Tordos was good, but not good enough to pass a thorough inspection. Oh, so then he did the Swedish accent when he called you a Svensson, right? He's good. He should start an improv troupe in prison. I figured he invented the other two as possible fall guys, and to distract from the murderer being closer to home. Angus's very own bodyguard. No doubt Svensson and Moray were actually killed on the salvage boat. That's right, Sam. So when I told Tordeau I'd produce Captain Moray, he knew I was lying. That's when Tordeau decided it was time to get rid of me. But why would Angus come to Cairo in the first place? Angus wanted to rekindle his flame with Sabina, live out a happily ever after with the ill-gotten cash. So in Istanbul, he was just using me? Yeah. You got taken in by Angus like so many of us before. Well, better than finding out the dude is married. I mean, you expect it from a gym teacher, but not a guy in your senior class. 
So Angus comes to Cairo and hires Tordeau, having no idea Tordeau was poised to kill him and steal his dough. Tordeau just needed the right moment to cover his tracks, and Madison and my visit to see Angus at the sanitarium was it. There's only one thing I don't understand. What don't you understand? Well, if Tordeau killed Angus Morgan and took his money, why didn't he get out of Cairo? A very good question, Jordan. He did not get the money. Sabina came into Angus Morgan's room too quickly after the murder. In Tordeau's haste to escape before he was recognized, he'd left the very thing he was after. So where is the money? Sabina stole it, right? No. That is a very strange thing. The money was found in the third floor laboratory. How it got there, I don't know. Sam, of course. Angus set the money satchel on the lower shelf of that little cart the nurse wheels around. It was still there when she wheeled it out. Oh, I see. Probably during the confusion after the murder. Well, that about settles everything. Oh, no, Sam. What about my 15 grand? My dough. And my phone! Please, Sam, give her back her phone. I'd rather never see my money again than have to hear one more time about her phone. Phone? Oh, yes, that odd contraption we found in Angus' room. We assumed it was medical equipment and did not enter it into evidence. I believe this is what you've been after? (gasps) My phone! Oh, sweetie, I am so sorry. I promise we'll never be apart again. Is this normal behavior for her, Jordan? I don't think normal plays into her behavior, Sam. Come on, you guys. Let's do a selfie. Jordan, why is she puckering her lips like that? Just smile, Sam. Okay, everybody say, Cairo! Cairo! Rocky Jordan was created to give the feel and flair of the exotic East, as captured in the popular 1942 film Casablanca. Rocky was often compared to Bogart's Rick, but Rocky's Café Tambourine was far more seedy than Rick's Café. Rocky first appeared in 1945 in a show called A Man Named Jordan, set in Istanbul, not Constantinople, which was remade in 1948 as Rocky Jordan and set in Cairo. The writers brought authenticity to the show using real street names and historic locations by utilizing the Pocket Guide to Egypt, published for the U.S. Army during World War II. I just used Google Maps. Madison. I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, which you should totes listen to because this cast was amazing, did you know we have an email newsletter? You'll get the first look at upcoming episodes and a bunch of not found anywhere else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to our website, madisonontheair.com. I promise I won't spam you. Much. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. David Pinion appeared as Rocky Jordan. Other actors in the cast were Kareem Confley as Sam Sabaya, Albert Garnica as Tordo and Svensson, Lara Christine Elliott as Sabina, Jeremy Sage as Angus Morgan, and Jackie Waldman as Mrs. Phipps. I've been your announcer, Brian Peacock, also appearing in the role of the hotel manager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There, that's how long 20 seconds are. 
The Center for Disease Control recommends you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds as often as possible. We don't think about it a lot, but more germs are transmitted by the hands than by any other source. So keep them clean. Soap and water for 20 seconds and you'll help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And maybe some other nasty stuff as well. This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.